Welcome back to Live Right Now. On this episode of Principles on Dating and Marriage with Jim and Deanne Mitchell. So you talked about, you know, being careful that you're not walking on eggshells, right? And and we know that, you know, some some marriages aren't like that. Some relationships have have issues where you're walking on eggshells. What would you say are some of those things that could jeopardize a relationship or a marriage? Um, for me, communication is so key. I think that when you when you stop talking about things and communicating, and and if you do communicate with your spouse and say, "Here's my needs," and "Here's you know what are your needs," and one and and you're still struggling, I I'm a big advocate for counseling. You know um, mm-hmm. that you might need some outside help to try and learn to to talk with each other and work with each other. Men and women are so that Mars and Venus thing so true focuses are so different. Um, but if you can learn to understand that and accept it and try to look at the other person's point of view, um, then you can be careful and you can be honest about it. You know, um, honestly, there are sometimes when I feel guilty, but I'm, I tell him, you know, I'm just so exhausted. This is all I can do. And he's like, I don't, I'm fine. That's, you know, whatever. Um, and so if you talk about it, don't, don't, talking is key. You've got to communicate those things. Um, if there's other, you know, major issues, you know, any kind of abuse issues and that people need to seek for help, you know, get that, that type of thing going. But if it's just that they're, you know, uh, you don't feel comfortable talking about finances. Cause we, we started before when we were dating, we read this article in the enzyme that quoted president Kimball. And he said that uh, president Kimball said that most people won't admit it, but when their marriages break up, it's over two things finances and sexual um, interactions. And so you, he said, you need to talk about those things. You need to be open and honest and talk about where you're at and in everything. And, um, and we've always done that. We've always been open and honest about, um, you know, our relationship and our finances and where we're at um, and what, you know, what we're doing. Um, I've known some people who were afraid to tell their husband they bought a mop because it wasn't in the budget you know I could go buy a car and he'd be like oh (laughs) we must have needed it (laughs) and trust I think that I think that's key is that because of the way that again because I kind of took over the finances when we first got married and um and he could see that I was good with them and I'm frugal and and if you trust your spouse so I think maybe some of those problems might stem from a lack of trust from you know from your partner you need to trust that the things that they're doing are right. If, you know, if, if I didn't feel like you trusted me, I just would feel awful. You, you hopefully have the same goals when you go into marriage. Uh, and, and if you, and if you don't, you know, if you're, if the goals that you and your spouse have are different then again, it just goes back to the communication. It goes back to, okay, well, let's talk about that. So what is it that you really wanted? Uh, what, what are you, what do you really want? What do you seek in life? What is, um, you know, when, it, when everything else is gone, what is it that you really want? You, um, and, and hopefully we want an eternal relationship. We want an eternal family. Uh, we want to, um, we want to be happy in that family. And, um, and so, you know, and how can you do that uh, when things are not perfect? Again, you know, we talk, I talked about the fact that, you know, our ideals may not be met 
but uh, it's, uh, and Deanne talked about some of the problems, you know, uh, uh, financial situations. Uh, I think that parenting itself for us was a, a new thing um, because in parenting, even, even if you are all on the same objective and the same goal, your methods in getting there may be different. You may have, because of your experiences in life, you may have different plans about how things are going, how things should be. And I think that even people uh, in a dating relationship should should talk about, you know, or should should be able to experience and see what, you know, how is your companion? I mean, how is this uh, this girl or boy that you're dating? How are they with children? And what, uh, how do they feel about parenting? How should parenting be done? Um, and uh, again, you know, the goals can be the same. Even if the goals are the same, the methods can be different. And how are you going to heal that? Uh, Deanne's not wrong when she says, you know, counseling is, uh, is a good thing. Uh, but uh, I think we need to, to recognize that it all goes back to communication. Well, you know, I, you know, like they say, use your words. They tell your children, use your words. And, and usually, uh, you know, men and women don't always do that. We go, we get upset. We say, no, this is, a, you know, this is my hard line. I've got to have this. Uh, but we, we need to communicate. We need to talk. Well, this is the way that I feel about that. I feel about this because this is what I saw. This is what I experienced. Uh, and, and so you, you need to communicate it. And I think that if you communicate with a humble, and that's, that really is important thing. That's going to come back as a, as an important principle each time, the humility to be able to learn, uh, the, the humility to be able to be taught, uh, you know, that can be, uh, you know, uh, that can be paramount, that can be uh, mean the difference between a marriage staying together and a marriage splitting up. Uh, uh, selfishness is going to be the, the, the thing that separates people, I would and say. Pride. Selfishness yeah. and pride. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah, I think that's, that was the end on that one is just, if, if we can, if we can allow ourselves get on our knees and, and talk to Heavenly Father, uh, you know, President Nelson has said, you know, he tells us over and over again to ask Heavenly Father how he feels about us. Well, I think also along with that, which, which is so important because I mean, you as young people and going into a marriage relationship, you have to have to have a good image of your, your personal uh, feeling good about yourself before you go into a relationship. Uh, and, um, and so we should, we should also ask Heavenly Father, say, you know, Heavenly Father, hey, we've come to this point. This is what we're up against. And if your heart is humble, I think it, it uh, in that while you're on your knees, I think the Lord can teach us at those times. Yeah. And applying the atonement of Christ with the enabling power of Christ. You know, we're both converts to the church, um, both joined when we were in, in uh, high school. Um, we didn't know each other then. But um, so I, I was, I, you know, I just thought about the atonement of Christ as 
that's how you repent of your sins. And then there was a time when we had a child who we were worried about and struggling with. And I thought, I really need to live the gospel better so I can show her what it can do in her life. And I, I buckled down and I did the things that make me feel the spirit. I went to the temple weekly and I, you know, I'm, I'm always serving, but, and, and I did more earnest prayers because I had that strong desire um, to help her. And, um, and what I learned was that I felt more confident about myself and I felt good about, so when did things did arise and there were questions of why didn't I do this or, or other things type of thing, I was like, oh, because, you know, I felt good about myself. So I didn't have to worry about somebody questioning me on anything because I knew that I was doing my best and I was doing okay. Now I'm not perfect, but I was doing the best I could at that time. And so I think that in a, if there, if there is someone walking on eggshells and not comfortable, they need to go to the Lord and, and, you know, and try to get that enabling power of Christ so that they feel empowered and good about themselves. And then they can be assertive in a, a good way, you know, assertive in a positive, good manner um, that will affect the people around them. Cause I think it did. I think it affected our whole family during that time frame when I was so earnest in that, I think it, you know, um, did a lot of good things. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, uh, I think it's so, so powerful. What I'm hearing is that as you figure yourself out and, and are centered on Christ and are doing what you feel like you should be doing in your life, that creates a great foundation for a great relationship. Uh, my friend who's kind of working with me on this project, he, he did some research about um, just, you know, principles of, a good family and one thing that he he told me that he learned is that when you have a good sense of your identity then that creates you know better communication and a better relationship about your roles and your responsibilities and who you are and what you do um what are any any thoughts or comments on that idea yeah like um well you know, leads to one of those later questions that you asked about what um what should young people do as they're dating and one of the thoughts i had was that they need to be authentic as to who they are so that they they're presenting themselves in an authentic way now you always want to try and be on your best behavior on first and second dates and that type of stuff but um but to be authentic when i mentioned to jim you know he talked something about you know camping and, and hunting and i'm like oh yeah that's great he thought, oh yeah, she's just lying to me because every girl he'd ever talked to that about that was saying, oh yeah, uh-huh, that's wonderful. And so he thought, oh, she's just putting on an act. And then one time I took him out with my family and we went out hunting, you know, because I grew up camping and hunting. And he was like, she was honest. She was telling me the truth. He was surprised that I was telling him the truth. Um, and, uh, and so I've always been authentic to who I am, you know, to, uh, and he's authentic to, you know, I'm not going to ever ask him to sit down and watch a Pride and Prejudice movie with me, or anything with an accent or Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. No, forget it. Not his thing. And it's okay that we have different things and we different things that we like, but, but to be authentic with who you are and, you know, you don't have to find the perfect match. It's, it's all right that you have different interests and things like that. Um, it's great. And you can try out the other person's interests and things. Um, I had never been back. I'd done lots of camping, but never been backpacking. And he taught me how to backpack and I loved it. You know, I thought this is great, you know, just everything you need right there on your back. And then we ended up taking all the girls from girls camp when we were young, you know, uh, young married couple, we, you know, took the girls at girls camp on their backpacking trips because we loved it so much. And so um, I would, I would say 
to, to be true to yourself and don't feel like you have to change or mold for the other person. Um, because as you like that triangle that Jim was talking about, as you both try to become closer to God and more like Christ, we all still have different strengths and personalities. And so becoming more like Christ is going to look different on each person. You know, um, it's just going to look different. Um, but the, the principles of unconditional love and, you know, serving others and, and um, you know, those, those things are going to be the same, but our personality is going to express it differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is that if you marry someone, it doesn't mean that you're going to have to be completely the same exact person by the end of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's still that, never going to watch a Hallmark movie. <laughs> and, and, there's a, and there's a lot of beauty in that. I mean, you know, the fact that I can mop the floors and, and uh, she, she can cook and I can enjoy my smoker and she can bake, uh, you know, you know, it's, uh, uh, we, we can, we don't have to be the same. I don't have to be a really good baker. I don't have to uh, be really good at putting on eye makeup or anything like that. Uh, but uh, I can, uh, you know, I can do the things that I'm good at. She can do the things that she's good at. And we, and together we can, we can be better because we're, we're better together. Wow. Thank you so much for, for everything you've shared. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap up now with uh, just a couple last you know, final questions. And then at the end, if there's anything else you'd like to share, you know, you're welcome to. Um, okay. I wanted to ask you, um, what, what should young people know about preparing for a marriage? Or what are some thoughts about what can somebody do to help themselves be prepared to enter into that kind of relationship? On a practical, well, on a spiritual end, of course, we've talked about that a lot, trying to become like Christ and apply the atonement in your life. But on a practical level, learn the skills of managing the household, managing your own budget, you know, making sure that you know how to stay within your means and, um, and know what kind of chores need to be done and know what kind of, so, so being able to, to do the practical things, because there's a lot of practical things that have to be done, you know, uh, there's just a lot of work, you know? Um, so if you develop those skills, you know, that's going to make things, if it's, if they're habits for you, that's going to make things all the more easier when, you know, you do that. Cause I didn't develop those as, as a young child, I was a spoiled child. My mom did everything. And so I remember there was one time when, um, when I was coming home, I was teaching early morning seminary and I was doing all this other stuff. Oh, and I was going to school. I was going to nursing school. And, um, and I came home one time and, and Jim, you know, there was no dinner. I didn't, I was not good at cooking dinner every night. And he says, you know, my mom used to kind of cook <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, you know, had all these meals. And I said, yeah, my, my mom did too. Dang it. Where are our moms right now? <laughs> And it didn't never dawned on me that, oh, wait, I'm, I'm going to be the mom now. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be fixing meals. I'm supposed to be, what am I? I've got a church call and teach a seminary. I'm going to nursing school. I, you know, where are our moms? We need them to cook for us. <laughs> and so I didn't learn those skills. I didn't have to clean the house. And he did. He had every Saturday morning, had to clean the house. And so that was a struggle for us, for me to learn that, oh, wow, I'm going to have to help take care of a household. That's not, <laughs> that wasn't in my contract. <laughs> But it's important. It's something that needs to be done. And so I think if they can learn to discipline themselves and do those things, then um, then those type of mechanical things, you know, the temporal things can be 
you know, taking care of. Plus the Lord teaches us, you know, to be hard workers, you know, and so it is spiritual in, in a lot of ways, but yeah, I think to learn the basics and to learn budgeting, because like you said, a lot of times it's a financial thing. So, you know, if one spouse is, you know, just spends too much and doesn't recognize that they can't you know, learn to live within your means, I think. How about you, Jim, any advice? Um, I think one of the things that's important in this is that um, some of us will not get married. Okay. And so I think that, uh, that we, we can change our, our focus slightly in that, you know, we want to get married and that's good, but the, but if we are focused on becoming like Christ and we do all that we can to improve ourselves, we're going to prepare, be preparing ourselves for marriage or preparing ourselves for relationships uh, in this life and into eternity. And uh, so as, uh, um, you know, as we've learned in conference, it's all about becoming. And so we want to to not lose track of that. And, and also to realize that we can do hard things. Please, please have that as an understanding that uh, even though you're very good at certain things um, and you have other things that you're not good at, um, you can do things that are really difficult. You can do things that you, you find difficult at emotionally, physically, whatever it might be believe in yourself that God loves you and that he can help you to do things that may be beyond your scope, but that need to be done. And so, uh, you know, I think um, preparing yourself for marriage is preparing yourself to become like Christ. Uh, and, uh, and so you've been doing that since primary, you've been doing that in, uh, you know, in your teen years and you did it in, uh, and you did it in a special way on your mission. And um, uh, I think that, again, preparing yourself to become like Christ is, is learning to think of others, is, uh, is becoming unselfish and, and looking to others in a, in a kind way. And that means people that are not like you at all also uh, learning to be kind to them and learning to respect and, and uphold them. Uh, but um, I think that when I look on this generation and maybe every generation that's older looks on a younger generation in this way, but I don't know. All I know is what I see when I look at the young, younger generation. And I see a lot of young people that do not have a positive self-image. And that's what I would hope for for. Uh, so many uh, is to to believe in yourself, believe that God loves you, believe that uh, that you are a child of God, and that He wants you to be happy and to to live with Him again. And uh, the marriage relationship helps us and teaches us to uh, as, as we are in this classroom we call uh, Earth Life. Uh, well, we try to become uh, like God. And that is one way that we do it is through the marriage relationship. And I think that, um, I think we, we never lose track of that, that, uh, uh, you know, we, we see that the images on, uh, on our media 
on TV or however you see them that teach us about sex and teach us about uh, what they think that image life should be. And I think that we need to change that image. We need to put another message in our head that said that, you know, if I am trying to become like Christ, I am making myself more attractive and, and making myself into the person that, that I want, you know, that's going to be attractive to the person that I want to meet and marry someday. Wow. That, that's beautiful. I think we could wrap up with that, but are there any, any last thoughts that either of you would like to share to this audience of young adults who, you know, are unmarried or are, you know, just starting out in a marriage relationship um, or any, any other thoughts about anything we've talked about? Mm, what he said was just so powerful and good. I don't know that there's anything else to add to that, that to believe in themselves and to, you know, to, um, you know, to work together to apply the atonement of Christ and to come and, you know, to, to be more like him. It's the becoming, you know, becoming takes work, um, you know, it, and, but it's worth it. It's, it's so worth it. It's worth the work. Um, you know, happiness and joy can be had, not to say that there's not fights along the way and, you know, where you want to, ah, but there's joy um, and there's good and, and it's worth it. It's worth all the work. Um, and, but you've got to be committed. You have to be, you know, say to yourself, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I, you know, in times when it was, things were the roughest, I think, you know, I've made covenants and I'm going to be true to those covenants. So if you're true to your covenants, doesn't matter what's going on. And then as you discuss things and you feel, realize, oh, I was just basing all that stuff on a silly assumption. The story I was telling myself in the head was not the real story that was going on. Um, and so communication in that is so important. So okay. the only thing I wanted to close with Jacob is to let the bad go. And that is like, President Nelson said in conference, he said that uh, uh, he watched all the uh, the debris being taken away uh, as they were building outside, you know, as he was watching that. And um, and that's what we need to do in our lives, too, you know, uh, with our own lives or in when we're looking at somebody else, we need to let the bad go. That's that's not part of our life going forward. We're, we're going to focus on on the good. That's thank awesome. you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. That was, that was wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Great thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Live Right Now. I hope that your experience listening to this interview was as inspiring for you as it was for me. Maybe you had some epiphanies or insights that you didn't have before. I know that this interview for me is one that I've wanted to listen to repeatedly to just try to internalize uh, some of those principles. And I know it's it will take time to really master and apply these things to my life. But I'm so grateful for Jim and Deanne Mitchell for taking the time to share that perspective that they've gained through years of, of a successful and happy marriage. Um, I know that there's always up and ups and downs and it's not perfect, but I love what they said about how we pick up the pieces of the shattered uh, expectation of what we thought marriage would be like and that we build something beautiful out of it. That, that ideal we have for marriage right now 
maybe won't always come to pass, but we keep that in mind and we work towards it together. And as we just focus on our relationship with God and then each other and uh, make sure we keep our focus in the right place. Thanks again and hope you have a wonderful week and I wish you the most success in your relationships as well.